Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Let me welcome to the show. She's been here before. Of course, Dante Nero is here. She is the star of a new movie that's coming out next week, next Friday, called The Lady Makers. Actress, producer, speaker, choreographer. She can dance her butt off, too. Let me welcome back to the show, Miss Jasmine Guy. Hey, yes. <laughs> She's doing the old school. Yes, come the on. Prep. <laughs> I love it. I love it. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here because technologically I had problems this morning. So I'm glad that I'm on Zoom. I got my little circle light. Everything's <laughs> set up. I, I mean, I don't know what's going on in my apartment building, but the Wi-Fi is mm. messed up. Well, I'm glad wherever you are, the Wi-Fi is very clear. Has this, um, we were talking a little off mic about your, you know, coming into yourself in terms of asking for help. You know, we were having very oh, different yeah. conversations. And there's a, there's a, not, not even a maturity, but like we all need somebody. Like everybody needs somebody, I think. Yes, I was even told that it was selfish of me not to ask my parents for help. And um, it was Susie Orman, the financial advisor. I met her randomly at a Broadway show in the audience. And I was really struggling when I met her. Like, I didn't want to talk to her. You know how sometimes you want to be there, but be like this? Don't look at me. Don't say nothing. And she um, turned around before the, the lights went down on the show. We were, we were at Into the Heights. And um, she said, you call me. And I was like, I'm not doing good. Like, I, she was the last person I wanted to talk to. Financial advisor. Now, but she was the best person for me to talk to because she said to me, go home and let your father take care of you. Would you want your daughter out there and not telling you that they were struggling? It's selfish of you not to let your parents help you. And I never looked at it like that. I always thought, you know, I'm the one that wanted to be a dancer. I'm the one that wanted this life. So I'm the one that needs to take care of it, you know. And for 30 years, I did. But when I, I needed help, I didn't know how to ask for help. And I actually came home. I went from L.A. to Atlanta when I was 48 years old. Are you kidding? I just, I'm today years old just hearing this story. So Whitley Gilbert, all of that different world, money, everything, because you, you know, because who t- tells us? They don't teach us this in school. So there's no, no shame. You know, these things are not taught and black people don't talk about money. We just don't. We just don't. We're we're almost it's like I don't know what that is, but we don't do that. So how are people supposed to have the skills to know what to do with money, especially when you get those? You but know, it wasn't it wasn't just money because I was getting a divorce from a man I was very in love with for 10 years. And um, so it's not just money that you it was need emotional help. support. It was OK. Yeah, I helped with my kid. I didn't know how to navigate stuff. I wasn't working at the time. Um and I was, I was uh, broke down, you know, I was hurting. And my, my parents 
who are divorced and with other people at this point said, we can't help you from here. And you need help with Imani. You know, I had to keep my daughter in school and keep things going, um, even though I wasn't feeling up to it. And I think um, I learned a lot from that experience. I learned a lot about um, what's expected of me and what's realistic. I learned a lot about ego, where my ego lies. Um, and the pride of it, the pride of having to move back home at that age. And instead of saying, oh, you're such a failure, you weren't able to hang on, you can't do this. I used to look up at the ceiling in my bedroom that I grew up in and say, thank you, God, for giving me a daddy that could still take care of me. Wow. Yeah. I just want to thank you. Um, I know there's someone listening right now who might be in a situation where it's really untenable and they do need to go home, but their pride won't let them. And to hear yeah. Jasmine Guy talk so transparently and heartfelt uh, about this, I, I just want to say thank you. Somebody need to hear that today. First of all, um a lot of my friends don't have parents anymore. So I'm, I'm one of the blessed ones that had parents for a very long time. My dad and my stepmother are still here, but my mom and my stepfather have passed. Um, and then when we did Lady Makers, um, that was also a job. I, I don't want to say it came out of nowhere because I, I feel it was... Um, blessed in the sense that it was supposed to be, but it didn't come the natural, the normal way. I auditioned, I sent in the self-tape, blah, blah, blah. They talked to my agent. It came through friends and through love. And the piece was so unique. First of all, I have to say, I was like, well, let me read it first before we get all excited. Cause I do get a lot of scripts and weird things that come my way. And sometimes they're not up to par, um, not just for me to do, but for I mean, just format <laughs> or just, you know, like, okay, baby, let me tell you, you need to format it this way, blah, blah, blah. This script was so beautifully done. And this was a filmmaker here in Atlanta from Mississippi that was writing about his mom. Mm. And I play the character that, is inspired by his mom, who worked as a domestic for these Jewish women in Indianola, Mississippi. I was like, they had Jewish people in Mississippi? And that's the whole point, is that when my character was a young girl, my character's name is Emma, she went to the wrong water fountain and this white man came up on her and a white lady intervened. And my voiceover is, and I had never seen no white people like that. Like nice white people, human, humane white people. And then 20 years later, she worked for that family as a domestic. And that's where the movie takes place. This is a Tony Tight film. Uh, yes. Tony Tight is the filmmaker, Lady Makers. 
there's um I watched the trailer. Young girls are they call them wayward. So I you know, I'm gonna use the word. Uh but they need some <laughs> direction, right? These are young girls that need some direction. How do how do they end up in your care? In the okay, care of Emma? So- the Jewish ladies that I work for, they're all sisters. And they're in their 70s, 80s. They decide before they die, they're going to pour all their knowledge into young women that need it. And they decide to make a deal with the detention center in Atlanta. So these girls were going to jail, the three girls in the movie. And they convinced them to come to Mississippi and live with us for uh, six weeks. Ankle bracelets and all. Now, there's some tense scenes. There's a lot of sassing. The girls are sassy. <laughs> you know, they, they're tough. They, you know, they have, they're, they're, you know, they take aggression. No <laughs> some aggression. <laughs> Um, the, black girls. Black, no, no, <laughs> black not all girls. black girls. Not all black girls. Some, some girl. I think I. Th- but these three, yeah. these yes. three definitely, they are not feeling it. They don't understand this whole process. Why are we living with these white ladies? What are you going to tell us? It's going to help us go back home, you know. And I'm in the middle, and I, uh. I was going to say nurture, but I intimidate them and but behind closed doors. Yes. I'm like, you know, I know I don't say this in the movie, but them little hood rats aren't going to fuck up my situation here with my ladies. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. I know we're on radio and you can bleep I, it. Properly. No, we ain't bleeping nothing. This is serious XM. You can say that. You can say a lot of different things. You say anything, all of the words. I can, can say. say those words. You just said them. Yep. And it, it, it's live. Thank you, Smith. That's no, weird because I didn't know that. I didn't know I could just let it fly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me set you free, my son. He's being sarcastic. Smith was like, you Thank just you, said Jasmine. it. We just talked <laughs> hilarious. We I mean, we were just talking about big dicks and bad acting just before you came in. So <laughs> oh. yeah, so there's uh yeah, it was a show. I missed it. Yeah, you did. You <laughs> know this. So it's um all the Queen's men on BET Plus, horrible <laughs> acting, but there's a lot of big dicks. So if you if you like that, then that'll I be a great seen show. That. Okay, Jasmine I said, "I'm I'm Valley, definitely gonna look it up I though." <laughs> I am gonna look up big dicks and bad acting. It's a Tyler Perry production. Just put it in perspective. All right, so <laughs> Jasmine Guy is here. Jasmine Guy, she is in Lady Makers, which uh, will be streaming and in theaters next week. Which I'm glad is also streaming. Thank y'all for that because I I don't feel comfortable going into the movie theaters. People are telling me Crawdads is out. I was like, I know I read the book, but I just I still can't. Be be around y'all now is monkeypox in new york monkeypox outbreak so if i if y'all show up next week i'm not touching you somebody but, texted me and told me not to fuck no monkeys i say well i usually go for dogs <laughs> <laughs> i haven't been with a monkey yet not yet but i'll watch out i don't know what you mean <laughs> <laughs> it's the tail it's the tail <laughs> it's the tail you gotta watch out for Oh my goodness, y'all are hilarious. Um, okay, so how are you coveting? Because we're still, I feel like we're still in it with the BA point five six seven eight nine ten. Oh, I step, I I still wear my mask. I'm still very COVID conscious, Thank but you. I go, I go to main cities like New York, Chicago, and LA, 
and everybody has had a different flavor. But Atlanta has been the most lax. Yes. Well, even during the pandemic, the strip clubs were still mm. open during oh, yeah. the height of the I pandemic. I was, was like, Houston's with yeah. no windows and everybody in there. I'm like, hello, is anybody watching the news? No, I think strip club wings give you immunity. I think it's the, it's the I think it's something about the strip club that makes people protected. Um, and the Caesar salad oil. with chicken. Caesar, Caesar salad with chicken. Wing. That the See, vitamin B twelve and the oil on the pole, I think, yeah. gives gives them. Um, I wanted to say something to Jad. Jasmine was talking about when you were talking about asking how to, you know, being able to ask for help. And one of the things that we were talking about off air was your daughter and how your daughter asked for help. And when I what it, what hit my mind right away is is what a good mother you are that you have created an open space for your daughter to not have the same problem as far as asking help and calling you up that you had and and I think that's a testimony to great parenting when your children don't have the problems that you have you know that you you take it into consideration you know. Well, I, I appreciate that, but you know all of us try to self-correct, you know, right. I'll never do well, that. Well, I don't know about kid. that. I don't... <laughs> You'll do I, that. I know. I, I know a lot of people that don't, but I appreciate the, your optimism. <laughs> I, do, I do have to admit, um, there were just certain things about my parents that I made notes of, <laughs> like, you know, I won't, I won't do that to my kid. Right. Just maybe two. But I was shocked at the shit that came out of my mouth that was just verbatim. Mm-hmm. My parents, my parents and Debbie Allen. I was like, did I just say that? <laughs> People, I mean, I, I mean, I turned <laughs> into them. So one day my my daughter, um, she was mad at me. She stormed. I don't even remember what we were fighting about. She stormed into her room. She said, she, I hate you. She slammed the door and I went in after her and that door was locked and I saw red. I said, I know one thing, you better open this door. <laughs> so she unlocks it and I go in there. I said, let me tell you something. This is my house. <laughs> I live here. I take the hinges off this motherfucker. <laughs> I don't believe it. Yeah, but you can't really, lock a door really, in a house you don't pay rent or mortgage. You don't pay. Yeah. I, I said you want an open bedroom, lock that goddamn door again, and you can never say you hate me. That's when I started crying because it hurt my feelings. And I, you don't, you don't talk to certain people like that. Mm. You can't talk to me like that. Mm. It had never happened again. And she keeps that door unlocked to this day. <laughs> she gonna be eighty seven with the door open. <laughs> whatever. Let's be clear. You gonna lock me out your bedroom? Anyway, it's just amazing what things come out when you grow. You know yes. what? What's embedded in us, and some things I would never do, and some things that. I allow her to do because she needs that space. She's an only child. I had a sister and I had a family of four. 
And basically, it's been me and Imani. You know, I have to give her room. So I feel like her big sister and her mother at the same time. Um, but she's clear about certain things. And I heard we have to respect our children's boundaries and what they're happy with and what they can deal with and how much information, even in this movie, Lady Makers, the generational gap. I mean, we don't even have to talk about race. Well, we're talking about women in their 70s and 80s with 20-year-olds. Mm. And then I'm literally in the middle at 60. But the lack of respect that they came in with, um, the defensiveness that they came in with, the movie has to melt that down so that they can receive. Mm -hmm. Because you can't receive the information if you're hardened like that. You're not open. You're not listening. You don't trust, you know. So I love that the movie shows this arc of relationships. Yes, it's in Mississippi and the Deep South and all of that is a um, not a given, but we understand that. But I love the relationships and how um, Tony was able to write for all of us women. Because there's only one man that lead in his potato. We we have a minute left, Jasmine Guy. Um, in part, what you, you know, at, at the place that you are now, what advice would you have given your 25-year-old self? Um, have somebody you can talk to because I, I wrote in my journal a lot and I wasn't sharing a lot and there were experiences that were very private to me um, and, and, and still are, but it's not that precious. You can share in whenever, whenever I share, I always receive. And I, um, mm. I would just tell myself to talk more. I love that. I feel like you need a memoir. Share more. I feel like we need to read a Jasmine Guy book. I'm just saying that <laughs> out loud. Okay. I said it. I said it. Jasmine Guy, you have an open seat here. Lady Makers next week, next Friday, streaming and in theaters. Yes, I so I'm so grateful. Follow her too at the Jasmine Guy and go to ladymakers.com. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.